shows are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Welcome to the Adventures in Tech podcast. Talking the latest tips and trends in educational technology to innovate and engage your students. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Dan. Welcome to episode 15 of the Adventures in Tech podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Andrew. And I'm Dan. And Dan's wide awake today, and he's got a lot of coffee in his system, and he's ready to rock and roll. I'm ready for something. <laughs> I, like I just was saying to you, I'm going off the rails today. Just, I love going just off Just hold rails. on tight. Here we go. <laughs> Shake the boat. <laughs> here, here the moat boat? The moat boat, yeah. <laughs> As we recap last week's episode. No, no, no. But uh, if you like the content, please help us out by providing feedback and a rating on wherever you download your podcast from. We greatly appreciate your support. There's lots of stuff going on. Dan, I, I want you to share with the audience the collaborative project you were doing with high schoolers and elementary students. Okay. so That was one word. That's it. Okay. You're done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Off the rails. Here we go. I haven't even gotten on the rails yet. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. All right, so uh, trying to bring it back together. So I think we may have mentioned it, but we're um, working on a PBL project with um, Golden Age Civilizations. So we're matching up sixth grade classes with a ninth grade class um, to really work together, to have those ninth graders um, to be um, resources for the sixth graders, mentors, and also that authentic audience um, for the sixth graders to... to, um, present their final um, virtual virtual museum projects to. So there's a lot of coordination going on right now. So right. trying to manage the meeting of the, of the two groups together, but it's super exciting. What, what I'm really enjoying about this, because right now I've been with the ninth graders mostly in their prep work for their presentation to the sixth graders and just their ideas and their creativity of finding a, a means of delivery that w- would engage their audience. So we really went into a lot of empathy building um, to see, you know, what information would be important for a sixth grader to know, but also how can we present that information that's going to be engaging for a sixth grader and also to up that level of excitement for them to, to really get motivated to learn about these civilizations. Yeah, and the authentic piece right there with connecting the sixth with the ninth graders is what's just truly powerful. And and I think that they're having an authentic audience. These ninth graders are putting a lot more, uh, they're more engaged, right, first mm-hmm. off. And they're putting that effort in to be really creative for, you know, their peers. So that's... And and you see a lot of smiles in the class. So that's always good. Like when you're in there and there's a, a positive uh, vibe in the classroom and, and everyone seems to be in good spirits and it, it just... That atmosphere for learning is great. So it's having, contagious. It is contagious. So giving that student choice, really allowing them to um, be creative in what their expected outcome is, is really a positive experience. That's great. The other thing we do have, we've been launching, uh, well, we've been teasing, I should say, uh, for a while now. And uh, it's basically uh, like the the space, sh- space shuttle. It's going to go off. It's launching is the podcasting. Uh, number talks. Uh, we have ELA classes uh, involved. So that is literally going to be launching this week. And uh, as that continues to uh, progress through the different steps, we will be sure to keep uh, the audience updated with how that works. All right. Weekly wind up. A lot of different news. Nothing specific with Google. Uh, but there was a couple articles uh, that, that came out that we just wanted to touch on and uh, a couple other uh 
tech platforms wanted to mention. Uh, there's an article, uh, the first one that I wanted to uh, mention was, uh, how, you know, introducing new tech without kind of getting the burnout. And, you know... It, it's. I mean, it's I, I know where you're going here, especially with this article, because I think I can speak for both of us. We 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 kind of become tech addicts. Like all yeah. of a sudden, we're we're always looking at what's new, what's great, and we start trying out all these things, and then we we realize that it's overwhelming. Yeah, and trying to use all these different things, it's overwhelming for us. But then think of what you're doing to your poor students. I mean, sitting there. Oh, try this. Try this. Try this. Try this. Right. And it becomes, oh, my goodness, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Right. And people start to blame the technology tool or just blame technology in general. But usually it's it's not the tech. It's often, you know, there's a thoughtful evaluation mm -hmm. of your current state and how you want to get to your desired state. And when we talk about tech tools and what's, you know, what's, you know, the new thing, uh, we don't want to become more delusional than engaged, I guess, mm -hmm. is is a good way of putting it. So I think, you know, and that's and that's mine and Dan's job is we review all these things just to give people options, but it has to have purpose. Right. And it's structured, you know, a structured choice uh, approach to what is a great tech investment, right? And I know we didn't have the time during the pandemic to research all of it. It was more like we got to get going now. Um, but now uh, things are becoming more stable so we can kind of research and evaluate uh, you know, instead of a, a one, you know, blanket approach to, oh, we need this, 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 and this, we can kind of really see where where it's going to, you know, benefit education overall. Right. And you really want to see what is the value add of that technology that you're looking to integrate? Is it really something that's going to promote engagement to really give you some good diagnostic information? What is your purpose for using this technology? And does the use of this technology really lead you down that path or does it happen to put up some more obstacles in the way? Right. And I think, you know, as we keep that audience of, of what we're, what the outcome is in mind, we have to still remember as educators that technology is rarely a one size fits all solution. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying just for one period or one class, you may use a variety of tools throughout the course of the year to get your desired results. So, uh, again, as these new things come out, it's it's definitely something to keep in mind uh, that ask ask questions, ask us, find us on the socials, uh, you know, do some research. It's all over. But I definitely wanted to just touch base by that because we're, a lot of the districts are becoming or are already one-to-one. -one. That's in mm -hmm. the plan. So how do we develop, and we talk engagement a lot, and I know, and I'm not going to go down that, you know, path right now, but utilizing the technology so there is no burnout. Like you said, moderation all the time. Absolutely. Uh, okay, the next thing I thought kind of uh, piggybacks off that, as we're talking the uh, K-12 tech trends to watch in 2022, uh, we always want to empower teaching and learning and which ones are quickly growing in popularity uh, and and so forth, and we want we always are talking about AI. Dan, you you harp on it. You talk about you know we talked about is it ready for prime time? I mean, five years ago, how many people had an Alexa or an OK Google? And I just said everybody's off in their house. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey Alexa. <laughs> yeah. OK Google. Um, <laughs> Alexa, play the Beatles. 
<laughs> I can't. I'm completely off the rails. I told. Now. I warned you. <laughs> I warned you. But <laughs> artificial intelligence <laughs> and machine learning are showing up in everything from classroom management tools to the security purposes. So I think that is something that we're going to continually see developed is the AI and the VR uh, as as we progress through the years. And but you know, you talk about that AI that's coming into to products now that really can do some some awesome things i just want to remind you that you know the ai is the ai it's no replacement for a teacher so no, no. but it can definitely save time yep um for a teacher when it when they're in the analysis part or grading part um of student work so looking at some products i see you have some on our list that kind of utilize that ai that can really help a teacher um, do the best for their students. Yeah, and I, as we try to, I don't want to say learning loss, but as we try to close the achievement gap of, you know, different uh, students' abilities from the pandemic and how they learned and support systems at home and so forth, I think that the AI is going to allow teachers to be more efficient and effective, as we've mentioned in the past. Uh, I do want to say, you know, we talk a lot about asynchronous learning, and we know that that shift to remote learning came the inclination for students to complete lessons, turn projects on their own time. However, asynchronous learning for the older students, you know, will allow for more freedom and flexibility in the school day, which again, we, we try to hammer that point home, but I do think that is such, such a positive thing to have the students. It frees up so much time. Right. So, uh, the one last thing that, uh, I do want to mention esports. We, uh, we have talked a lot about it. It is gaining traction, uh, in our local area a lot. Uh, with with uh, competitions and leagues uh, amongst many districts, so they are gaining a foothold in K twelve. Uh, if you have not heard about esports, that ecosystem it's projected to reach one point eight billion dollars in revenue uh, this year in twenty twenty two. So, and there's a lot of there's a lot of scholarships. There is. So if you haven't heard about esports, definitely want to check it out. And again, we will uh, you know we'll post a link uh, you know in the show notes regarding uh, esports. So. All right. Uh, what else did we want to talk about, Dan? Uh, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about literally. Right. Liter, literally. L-I-T-E-R-A-B-L-Y dot com. And uh, I just want to thank one of our colleagues who turned us on a to listener. this. A listener. Yes, yeah. a listener turned us on to this, and it is, what a resource. It is. And so, and I was having a conversation uh, with a colleague who is knee-deep in ELA, uh, for lack of a better term. <laughs> and I this, I think this is just such an impactful tool that it's it's just literacy assessments, and it kind of, it's a revolution to make it digitally and make it simplistic in its easiest form. So, for example, what it does is it's it's taking, it's taking a, a running record and it's giving you the errors, the miscues, the syntax, the visual mistakes, and it and makes it digitally in a dashboard for the teacher, and you get 10. It's not free 99 all the time. Nope. 10 free per month, I believe, right? That's it is. So definitely check it out. See if it's worth it. You know, uh, I did have the conversation for me personally as a former elementary teacher. I think it'd be worth it. That's just me. But um, definitely something to check it out, and we'll put that in the show notes. Right, and that just, you know, looking, as you were mentioning before, with the AI it's not there perfect, it but it's in here, and it gives that teacher 
just a spotlight of where to look and how to address the needs and puts it all right there in, in an easy to read dashboard. Yeah. So it's definitely something worth checking out. Yeah. It gives you the rate, the accuracy, self-corrections, comprehension. So everything is right there. Cause I know I always had my pencil and I was checking off every single word that a student would say as they are, mm-hmm. you know, orally reading this it makes it so nice. So nice. So definitely something to check out for uh, all of our ELA uh, teachers. Uh, the last thing I want to talk is it's like bringing it back, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's like Blockbuster. Oh, here we go again, right? <laughs> but something called Plickers, and uh, we kind of—I I don't think many people are utilizing it anymore. Maybe, uh, maybe they are. If people maybe out there are still using it, would love to hear from yeah. you because I want to try it again. I'm looking at what Plickers, uh, you know, has done. So, uh, basically, a, a, a quick recap of what Plickers is. You use a mobile device, whether it be iOS or Android. You print out these QR codes. You give each student a specific code, and it's assigned to them. Uh, And then you uh, basically what you'll do is the students, it's for formative assessment. They will quickly hold up the card. You scan it, and it gives you all that data. Right, it, and it's pretty neat because you get to see the scans through the through the uh, lens of your your mobile device and and what they're popping up with, and it did and it does give you a good breakdown of the results for that formative assessment, and it's that non tech. Um, way of of gathering that data so not everybody has devices to them available for all their students so if you're looking at you know getting an exit ticket or or just doing that comprehension check and you you can't throw out a google form or or use something else then go ahead and plickers is a great option yeah and it and like and like you just said the you don't need tech in your room that's the best part you can use your mobile device if you choose to or if you had, uh, let's say, an iPad or, or a different kind of uh, Android tablet, you know, it's it's free, it's engaging, right? And it's it's used all over the world to assess and collect those instant results. And the thing that I was very uh, excited about when I saw it is how much they've expanded their library. Right. You could put YouTube videos in, uh, you know, so forget just what we were talking about in the past with uh, Screencastify Submit and Edpuzzle and all of those you know, great tools, but again, this is just another tool in your toolbox where you need, you know, it's a quick video and you can just scan and get those results uh, immediately. You can put audio in. Think about our foreign language and our music as they're analyzing, uh, you know, student speaking and, and so forth and which is the correct rhythm. So that's in there. So there's a lot. This, I mean, they're, 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 in, they're really updating the platform. So, you know, before you would just get like a series of questions that you would put into Plickers in, into the right. dashboard on Plickers in order to, to reach your students. But, I mean, as Andrew was mentioning, they're adding so much more. Um, full K-12 math and science support, you, you have a, the ability to put in equations, exponents, subscripts, symbols, chemical compounds. I know working with their math and science teachers, do, using digital equate you know the digital platform for equations is difficult that's why we love equatio Um, but then having that integrated into plickers makes it pretty neat and then you're saying you can bring your questions to life with with youtube and giphy so you can uh, get a little bit more engagement in there and record and upload audio that's great for our, our our foreign language teachers and our music teachers as well and enl as well 
I mean, I think oh, it's, for sure. you know, such such an accommodation uh, for our ELL students. And and your answer choices can be those images, sounds, and videos equations as well. They've so. really, really upped their game. So if you have not uh, ever experienced Blickers and it's something that you think because you can't use the tech, we know either it's A, uh, it's not available, uh, you know, to you uh, or for a, a, a number of uh, it's it's used in another part of a, a building or, or the district, uh, Plickers is something that you uh, definitely may want to check out. So this we, uh, this episode's focus, we're going to talk about uh, Google tools specifically to support all learners. And we have to be, give a big shout out uh, to Eric Kurtz, uh, Control-Alt-Achieve. We actually had the opportunity to meet uh, and hang out with uh, Eric uh, up at the NiceGate conference. Uh, Eric is a technology integration specialist, certified trainer, Google certified innovator. Uh, but you can definitely check him out. He's got tons of uh, YouTube uh, videos and tutorials. Uh, he also is very active on social media on Twitter. And uh, we hope to have him. We did talk to him about coming on the podcast. We did. So, but he goes uh, in depth about Google tools to support all learners. Um, and there are a ton of resources. We will post them, but the, we're, we're gonna probably break this down in two episodes. We said because there's so many um, text to speech. Let's talk text to speech, Dan. I know we've mentioned uh, read and write for Google Chrome uh, in the past, right? And you know we and any of those tools. I, I mean, I have to give another shout out to to Text Help, right? Um, that they provide a you know great library of extensions to support all learners, um, whether it comes to, you know, read and write for Google, Equadio, OrbitNote, and some of those fluency things, uh, tools that they're, they've come out with. So, and they, they're very, um, very friendly. Teachers can get full premium access for free. Um, so, so we'll put that link in. We'll put that link in again. I think we put it in previously, but, you know, you look at um, tool tools to support all learners text to speech is something that comes up a lot in our work to providing opportunities for that um and you know one of the great tools i think still is read and write for google yeah yeah i mean it just does so much and again it's free free 99 text to speech they uh is one feature it offers word prediction uh dictionary right picture dictionary screenshot readers Translation, yeah. highlighters, highlighters yep. collecting highlighters, voice notes. I mean, there's so much in there. Yeah, and there's some uh, optional PDF readers, uh, again, as a Chrome extension. And then they obviously do have an Android version with Google Play uh, Store and iOS. Right. So uh, just such a powerful tool overall. Um, Chrome books in general, I feel, are the ecosystem because mm -hmm. of cost-effectiveness that are more utilized and are just more popular in school district settings right now. Right. And your Chrome OS has a built-in text, uh, text to yep. speech, right? In the Chrome box. I always so. click it by accident sometimes <laughs> and it comes off in that voice, right? Right. <laughs> but so, uh, we did, you know, again, so read and write for Google Chrome and we'll put that in there. That's something great. Uh, there's immersive reader. There's another Chrome extension link, but you know, you bring up immersive readers. There's immersive readers are built into a lot of tools that we're using. So, you know, people that utilize Flipgrid. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's an immersive reader built right into Flipgrid. People and Wakelet. I just beat me to that. <laughs> I was going to say, and Wakelet yep. has an immersive reader in there as well. So these two tools are great. 
um, and just pointing that out to students or making you aware that there are immersive readers built into a lot of the tech tools that you're probably already using can definitely be there to support all learners. Yeah, and so we, we talk about, uh, you know, that is an immersive reader, but there's also a read aloud, uh, another Chrome extension link. Uh, and it's uh, basically a text-to-speech voice reader. So, again, these are just a multitude of options that are going to allow you to have these read-alouds, and it'll read-aloud current web pages with one click and supports 40-plus languages. That's 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 the key when we talk about our ELL learners. And, again, mm -hmm. we're talking accommodations, and it can read PDFs, Docs, Google Playbooks, Amazon Kindle, EPUBs. So there's a lot that it can use, uh, you know, and if, if you – prefer to listen to content instead of instead of reading it and it's really going to be beneficial to you know those with uh, dyslexia or other learning disabilities and even children learning to read it's good for them to hear oral reading to process it so they know how to be reading certain uh, right. things that they are reading um all right so we've gone text to speech shall we go speech to text yep let's do it there's a uh there's dictation which is built right into chrome os very simple. I, I mean, we'll, we'll put in links to this where it gives you specific directions on right. how to set these up on Chromebooks. But setting up the Chromebook dictation is great because you can have that speech to text and it's it's not just in a document. Nope. Um, it, it'll be anywhere that you can enter text. Text, you can use <laughs> speech. Right. Um, so, you know, th those tools, those accessibility features built right into the Chrome OS can can really do a lot for, for all students. And I think something that we underutilize overall is uh, Google Docs voice typing. Right. And it's built into Docs and Slides. So just remember, and it is pretty accurate. It is. And you can also change the, the input language um, in that feature. Right. So again, for you know, accommodating ELL students, mm -hmm. that's that's huge. Uh, another one is voice in voice typing, uh, which is enab enables voice typing on every website, uh, and you can basically just use voice to text whether you're in Gmails, answering assignments in Google Classroom, uh, replying to chats. So uh, that's another uh, option in uh, Google Chrome. And don't forget about Mope. Yeah, we love Moat. We love Moat. So looking at that speech-to-text, that audio um, input for, for teachers to give to students, um, Moat is so well integrated into Google Workspace that it, it is a great speech-to-text feature. Yeah. So uh, as we move on to Google tools and accommodations, I want to talk about readability. So when we talk Chrome OS, they have their high-contrast mode built into the Chromebooks. They have full-screen magnifiers and a docked magnifier. So we know that the text can look small and everybody's, you know, visual, uh, you know, uh, how, how they visualize and they can understand something by looking at it can, can be a challenge for, for our students. So things built into Chrome OS are those three, which are great tools to help your students. Um, one extension that I've been a big fan of for years in terms of readability is Mercury Reader. Yeah, it's great. I mean, when you're having students out there on the web, they are bombarded bombarded with visual information. There's ads, there's yeah. pop-ups, there's this, there's that. There's so many distractions on a lot of these web pages, even academic web pages, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, students will, I mean, I get lost. I know students, and then figure students that have, you know, certain, you know, executive function issues. And yeah. it just becomes so distracting. Um, 
clicking on the Mercury Reader extension just wipes away all the extraneous information on a web page and gives a clear breakdown of just the text. Yeah, and it that's that's the best part. It makes it look like a regular article from a newspaper without any ads. Right. And that's that's the key when you when you're trying to have the students learn just the content and really pull from it. Listen, I, I, I see a squirrel and I look the other way. So imagine the students, you know, uh, depending upon their age, they can quickly lose their focus. So we want to make sure that they're getting, you know, it's engaging to the point where it's what we need to hammer home, those points. Um, I did want to mention Google Fonts, fonts.google.com. And the Lexen font is the very popular one. Uh, and you can see... Uh, there are a ton of font families. You can choose all the different languages. Uh, you can choose different categories for the font. And it basically uh, allows for a specific amount of spacing. And sometimes if if a font is too close together, the, the variable there is it really, it, your eyes will not be able to process things as quickly. Uh, so sometimes people need that more spacing or it makes it wider and you're able to use that font and and type a sentence and see if it's something you like. And again, and not just fonts, they also have a ton of icons on that page, uh, you know, with uh, open source. Uh, they have uh, uh, library material things that they can kind of show you. So it's a bunch of different material icons that you can uh, have downloadable sizes and densities to see what's best to put in. You know, we talk about clip art. We talked right. about what uh, auto draw last week. Um, so those things can kind of help. So it's easy on the eyes. And there's a, a few more extensions out there in terms of readability that specifically address uh, dyslexia. Yep. So, you know, there, there's a bunch out there. I definitely recommend going to our show notes and clicking on the link. But there's the dyslexia-friendly extension, Open Dyslexic. Um, so there's things out there yeah. that you can have students add into their Chrome experience. Put it in your toolbox. Put it in the toolbox. Um. So let's talk uh, about reading comprehension. Right. Uh, a big one. Google has everything, right? <laughs> I mean, they do. They do. Google Dictionary. Very simple. It's a Chrome extension link. Uh, link. Uh, you can uh, add it. It comes up. It's a little red dictionary with the letter A. And uh, it just lets you view definitions easily as you browse the web. Um, it's a, it's a, a pop-up. Uh, you know, that, that comes up automatically and, you know, you just double click any word to view its definition in a small pop-up bubble. You can also get its uh, a pron uh, pronunciation. So, uh, how you know, it, it's just a great tool that will help all the users when it comes to search. And we know something that I do want to just mention, we always, you know, to always check with your district that things, as long as there's no sign-in, they are EdLaw2D compliant. Right. Um, you know, the other thing I want to point out, I mean, you don't even need an extension for the Google Dictionary a lot of the time. So if students are working in a Google Doc, right. they can simply highlight and right-click and use the define um, for a term. So that's in there as well. Or under tools, you'll see the the, the define in the dictionary in there built right into Google Docs as well. Something I saw too was Quillbot. I have Quillbot. I've installed it. I've been playing with it. It is really, really cool. You just summarize any text with a click of a button? Yes. Why was this not out for me? I don't know. <laughs> you input, Can, input, output? Like, this too, is just... Too bad it only summarizes text. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> but, um, no, I've actually... <laughs> There's the rails. Um, yeah. I've, I've put Quillbot in... 
And it, it really does some, it, it'll take any text that you're putting in there or anything you highlight and it'll, it'll summarize things, but then it'll give you a breakdown of the summary and really give you a lot of information to go along with it. So, um, it's one thing to help summarize your own work, but when you're working with students in the writing process and teaching right. them about summary, um, it, it is a good tool to have. Yeah. And there's another one, uh, very, very similar to, to Quillbot. It's called summary it's just s-m-m-r-y you bookmark it it's one click summarization and then the students are able to uh basically have that uh that article summarized and and really get the the key teaching points from it another one that i thought was cool was auto highlight uh which automatically highlights the important content on our mm -hmm. article pages and sometimes depending upon what devices uh, our students have access to that could be beneficial to really make sure they get the main ideas and key ideas and points from that article yeah, so these are these are great tools, um, and it's you know like we were mentioning earlier, um, we're not saying go run out and use all these tools, no. but if this is something that can add to your learning environment, then you know definitely put that in there. But I, I highly recommend to our listeners go out and look at these different things that are available to make accommodations for students. Right. So as we are going to wrap up, I do want to talk about audio support. I know we were kind of going to hold off, but it's we, we well, kind of touched base on them. Just want to point out too, before we get away from reading comprehension, that there is some, there are some great um, resources articles. out there yep. and articles that you can um, differentiate the the level of the article. So, uh, Newzella has great leveled yep. articles. Um, ReadWorks, um, I know, is something that has those leveled articles as well. Yep, new news and levels and Tween Tribune are two others. And again, we will post those links. Um, I do want to uh, close with audio support. We did spend a ton of time on Moat. So, uh, but again, that's a great uh, tool for audio support. We've also spent a ton of time on Read and Write for Google Chrome. Uh, and we've talked about how that's free, um, you know, for, for educators. And lastly, something that, you know, sometimes gets overlooked is Google Slides. And we were waiting for so long when this was first announced and they had to keep postponing it. But the option just to insert audio from your Google Drive. So wherever you re you're capturing your audio, you can now uh, automatically put it into Google Slides, whether it be, you know, the teacher itself or the students. And I love that because um, the insert audio in Google Slides, Moat has taken advantage of that. Yep. So often it's like, where do I record my audio to put it in a Google Slide? So now you can just write inside the Google Slide, you can, you can create a Moat. And then it puts it right into that slide deck for you. Yeah, we're big fans of Moat. Uh, definitely, if you, you're not familiar, talk to, uh, you know, actually just listen to episode 14, the Moat Boat with the VP of Education, John Neal. Fantastic tool. I love that it's coming up on my, my show notes here for a Hyper Moat. Uh, so it's really uh, engaging and built in automatically into the Google ecosystem. So, Dan, any final thoughts on uh, episode 15 and, and Google tools to support all learners? Um, just want to put out there that a lot of these tools can be used to support learners, but as you look, they can also be used for differentiation. So right. we're talking about those audio supports and slides. Um, you can definitely use those different levels um, within a slide deck that you create in order to differentiate experiences for students. Just the ability to have um, things like immersive readers in certain platforms that you use can definitely differentiate assignments. Um, the the Newzella with leveled articles. So right. being aware of all these different tools out there makes it a little bit more manageable to um, really reach all of your learners. And especially utilizing a, a digital learning environment 
um, as you know, a lot of schools are one to one, or there is that technology infrastructure in place, you know, we can do things that we couldn't normally do before. Yeah. So it's really going to level the playing field for all the students to ensure that they're getting the concepts and grasping the content that you really want them to, you know, to understand. So uh, that's going to put a wrap on episode 15. Once again, thank you for all your support, listening on all the platforms, leaving us reviews and uh, reaching out uh, to us on all the socials. Again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please reach out. Tech hard, work smart, live an adventure. Find Andrew on all socials at a Nicola Tech and Dan at WC. CSD Tech DR.